Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Hammer Time 1987 podcast, the podcast where all we do is win and the podcast that everyone is talking about. And today we're talking with Garrick Wright, conservative intellectual. And Garrick, welcome back to the show. It's been a long time, and uh, boy, we got a lot to discuss. <laughs> a lot to discuss, and uh, well, we're going to talk about the upcoming debate. Yeah. We'll touch on COVID briefly. I guess, <laughs> I don't know, sort of tired of talking about that. But before we get there, at the Supreme Court, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away. She was a liberal justice on the court, and... Um, Trump is going to nominate a replacement. So, number one, should he do this before the election? Oh, absolutely. Um, but it was, Garrick, it was RBG's dying wish, her dying wish, <laughs> that she not be replaced until a new president was installed. Uh, yeah, this is coming from the same people that said that the Russians uh, helped get... Donald Trump elected. Uh, I mean, I don't believe a thing they say, but it doesn't really matter what her wish was. It's not her seat. That's, well, she tends to think so. Of course, she's dead now. But oh yeah, no, I, I know that that's what most people feel. It's it's the same thing like when Ted Kennedy died, and they talked about Ted Kennedy's seat, and it's, I can't believe I'm quoting him, but Scott Brown said it's the people's seat. It's yeah. not the uh, the Kennedy's seat. And uh, it's the same thing here. It's yeah, yeah it's whoever uh, re- replaces Ted Kennedy's seat has to be a drunk and a murderer, I guess. <laughs> uh, or uh, somebody that takes pictures in his uh, underwear. <laughs> <laughs> he was the lion of the Senate, Gary. Oh, I know. <laughs> he sure was the liberal lion. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Trump is expected to name a social conservative woman by the name of Amy Coney Barrett. Not that anybody would know who she is, because I don't think anyone follows the federal judiciary, but uh, the belief is that she's strong on abortion and that will enrage the left, it'll enrage the right. So uh, how do you think this plays out in the election? Does it help the Republicans or help the Democrats, or is it a draw? Um. First of all, I think it would be kind of funny. He he said that he was going to announce it on Saturday. I think it would be funny if you know, the conventional wisdom is it's going to be her. <laughs> if he said, no, it's going to be somebody else. <laughs> it's would, Ann Coulter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, this is, this is what conservatives have been waiting for for decades. And... Um, I don't even know when the last time you could consider a quote-unquote conservative Supreme Court. Has there ever been one? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's definitely before the 50s. Uh, (laughs) And, um, yeah, so I... I, Does it... If he doesn't do it, it it hurts Trump a lot more than anything else. It it, does... because this is why they put him. This is why people voted for him. It's why they gave a, a yeah. GOP Senate. So he absolutely yeah. has to do it. It might get a few people out on the other side too, but I think it only helps. I think it would help both sides. Probably the GOP more. Yeah. Uh, 
another guy you thought you wouldn't ever quote, Mitt Romney said, it's not written in the stars that the Supreme Court has to be liberal. So there's yeah. that. There's that. Uh, before we leave the Supreme Court, uh, for those of you who remember back in 2016, uh, Anthony Scalia died. McConnell wouldn't fill the seat because he said he wouldn't do it in election year. And of course, now we have a reverse situation and people are calling McConnell a hypocrite. Uh, politicians are hypocritical, but does this, does this really uh, look bad on McConnell or is this just power politics here? Uh, it, it, it's it's in line with history of uh, when the Senate is of the opposite party, the the seat typically doesn't get filled. Um, when the Senate's of the same, then the sun the seat typically does get filled. So, and, and I, I get yeah, there there's there's hypocrisy, but you know what, the left has hypocrisy. 24/7, and they never get, they never have to answer for it. And after accusing uh, uh, Kavanaugh of creating a train rape of a woman uh, based on hearsay, destroying his life, um, and almost derailing the entire thing. Plus, uh, you know, they're the. Democrats are the ones looting, burning, and murdering people in major cities all over the country. I don't think they, re- I don't think they deserve our accommodation. <laughs> I think we ought to jam it down their throats. <laughs> That's what I expected you to say. So <laughs> there we go. Well, let's just get around to it. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, I would say that people who are upset that Ruth left or Ruth died. I mean, she should have left the Supreme Court a long time ago. I mean, yeah. I'm, this is discriminatory. You're 87 years old with health problems? Well, what? what? I mean, what company in America, as their CEO, says, we're going to hire someone who's 87 who has cancer? I mean, it would just never happen. I mean, whether she was a Republican or a Democrat, she should have been off the court a long time ago. She should have left when Obama was there. and you know. It was, it was a gamble on her part because... She, like everybody else, thought that Hillary would win. Um, so, yeah, I can imagine what she thought. And then, of course, seeing that, you know, Biden is <laughs> probably, she probably knew what was coming. And that didn't give her any uh, oomph to go forward. But, um, yeah, I mean, definitely should have uh, gone out with Obama while he had the Senate. Right. Um but you know what? That's kind of, I guess, the arrogance of these people. Yeah, I, I'd say. To it's... be fair, it did look like they were going to <laughs> be in power for, with us in the country for a long time. Yeah. Well, she bet wrong on that one. So she sure did. <laughs> All right. There is a big debate on Tuesday. Of course, you and I have a bet whether mm-hmm. that debate's actually going to happen to this. To this point, anyway, it seems like Joe is going to show up. So, uh, is your stand still that there'll be a cancellation, or do you think there'll be a uh, he's going to do it? And what do you think is going to happen? Um, I I think that they are trying to prep him as I, I think they're trying to gauge whether or not they can do it for one debate. Well, <laughs> if he can stand up there and just I don't know, hold his own 
I think they're they're prepping him. I think they are trying to just trying to gauge if it's going to be worth the risk, if they're going to be able to pull it off. If not, they'll come up with something. Oh, uh, somebody that uh, he was close to has come down with COVID, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> it, I I still say that there's like an eighty percent chance that he does not. Okay. Do the debate on Tuesday night. Um, okay, all right. I was thinking maybe, like you said, they would do one debate and cancel the others. Like maybe they do this debate, then cancel the other ones for whatever reason. I uh, yeah, I think, I think even if, uh, yeah, I I definitely don't see three debates going on. <laughs> but I I think they're trying to come up with. I think they have a couple of excuses in their back pocket, and if they gauge that he's going to make a bigger fool out of himself than the idea of getting out of the debates, then they're going to yeah. use that. Yeah, I had, not that anyone else would want to do this, I went back and watched some Joe Biden highlights of his primary debates. <laughs> oh, dear. And, uh, you know, it's, he's, he's not good but he wasn't like, oh my God, like take him off the stage. Like he, there was like a little bit of a, a middle level there. Yeah. So I'm tending to think that's probably what'll happen on Tuesday. But I think the bigger concern is Chris Wallace, <laughs> who is the moderator uh, <laughs> of the debate. And uh, for those of you who know this name, Dick Morris, I was watching some of his material. He said the real debate is Donald Trump versus Chris Wallace. Because Chris Wallace is going to come up with statistics and really ask really you know aggressive questions, and Trump will get angry, and of course for Biden he'll say it differently to make it easier. So, how concerned are you with Chris Wallace? Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he can't pull a Candy Crowley. For those of you, uh, 2012, she uh, brought up a script that. Uh, <laughs> That helped Obama in the middle of the second debate. Um, that, I mean, totally unprecedented. I don't think that's ever been done in a true debate ever before. And Romney just being the milk toast Republican that he was was just like, oh well, you know. So he lost, and yada yada yada. I don't think uh, Chris Wallace can't pull that off. I mean, Donald Trump's not going to sit there for that, and. Hey, bring up statistics. Trump's statistics—they're—they're they're excellent. Well, well, I'll be Chris Wallace, and I'll tell you exactly what's <laughs> going to happen here, Mr. President. More people have died in the U.S. than in any industrialized country in the world. And how do you can defend yourself? I was told that they were. <laughs> I was told that 2.2 million people would die if we didn't do anything, and we saved 2 million people. See how you well you can do the statistics. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I hope Donald Trump is preparing like you just did. So. Yeah, I, I think that might be another concern I have is Trump. I don't know what he's going to say. You know, <laughs> like uh. well, I, you know, I, he he did his uh, he did the interview with a very uh, contentious crowd with Stephanopoulos mm. and um, a bunch of Joe Biden voters. I don't know why he did it, but. Maybe just show that he wasn't afraid. Right. And I guess he handled it very well. Yeah. Um, Joe Biden, meanwhile, is 
basically being asked by kindergarten teachers. <laughs> Cardi uh, B. Oh, yeah, they have Cardi B. Uh, <laughs> Wet ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A nasty piece of nasty, business. Nasty, nasty lady. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's still probably a better interview than CNN would give. Uh, <laughs> so, nah, as far as what he did during the primaries, I, I heard that he did he did better in, against Bernie Sanders. I think he's probably gone downhill quite a bit in six months. Yeah, like you don't use it, you lose it, and you're sitting in your basement not doing anything. And, and you know, dementia, you don't get better. That's right. You, you have some good days, and I think if they think Tuesday can be a good, a better day, then they might try it. But yeah. if it's not, well, then he's going to embarrass himself. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and our friend Dick Morris said he'll be pumped up with Ritalin. So. Uh, he might know more about that than, <laughs> <laughs> than I do. I. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that'll be Tuesday night. That'll be a big night. We'll see what happens. Uh, so, Garrick, will uh, end this brief podcast by talking about COVID. Yeah. Uh, it's still going on. It's still a story. The numbers have gotten better. Florida has totally reopened. God. <laughs> New York, not so much. In fact, the governor said that even if there's a vaccine, that uh, he won't encourage New Yorkers to take it. Yeah, they've, they've politicized that as well. Um, yeah. They don't want a vaccine. They, he loves his power. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like and, uh, bees to honey. Oh yeah, um, and I think uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to even come close to letting up till after the election. And who knows what card they're going to play after? Uh, yeah, it, it's all been a pack of lies, as yeah. uh, <laughs> Phil Collins says. Yeah, you know, this whole thing has been a total jerk-off. It, it, what a but waste. Garrick, what about the people who have died? You know, the CDC <laughs> quietly put out there that only 6% of the deaths that they attribute to COVID were actually solely due to COVID. Right. In other words, somebody had uh, lung cancer, and then the like, COVID kind of just pushed them over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, and, and those people were... And it's like... 85 years old or 75 is like the average age of these people I yeah, yeah. Um, well you know we'll look back on it and as you said it was just a big jerk off um, uh, I don't really know what else to say about it we've talked about when it's going to end you say after the election I don't know the vaccine it's just it's the sort of the never-ending thing. Like, are we going to be wearing masks for three months, six months, nine months, twelve months? Uh, so let me, let me just, yeah. Uh, after the election, that it's going to be the, the election is the what, what this has all been about. I don't know if. I think that they've probably seen what they're able to get away with, and they really like it. Yeah. And, um, of course, once you get a, a vaccine that's largely approved, I don't know how much they're going to be able to get away with it, even in New York and California. Um, how about either, I don't think it's constitutional, although who knows what's legal anymore in New York, 
but whether uh, the state or even private companies could force you to get a vaccine. What do you think of that? Oh, I'm sure that, um, yeah, I'm sure the government would, even if they can't force you, they'll make it so that it's kind of like, it's, I don't know, it, it, they'll, they'll shame you into it. Sure. Um, like shaming you into wearing a mask, a mask and supporting gay marriage and abortion, all the liberal. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's not that it's illegal, but it's from a social uh, norm standpoint, you're going to be the weirdo. <laughs> the, yeah, progressives are masters at uh, manipulating people. and <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. a shame. It's really disgusting, but it's <laughs> they're disgusting people. <laughs> Had to get that in there. Uh, <laughs> By the way, I would just want to say one more time. Yep, go ahead. The people burning, looting, and murdering people in Portland and Chicago and New York City and Kenosha and Louisville, they are Joe Biden voters. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris voters, they are Democrats. Not a single one of those people is going to vote for Trump. That's, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. So Democrats are the murderers and the looters <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> and the arsonists. Yeah. They're domestic terrorists. The Democrat yes, Party is the biggest hate group in America, <laughs> in the world, probably. Oh, the truth comes out, isn't it? <laughs> I thought we need a little to spice up this podcast a little. Well, I, I think that certainly is true to a degree. Of course, if we generalize and say that's true of every Democrat, I'm sure that that wouldn't be true. But yes, I think your point is well taken. Yeah, I, I'm not. I mean, there are there are low information people that vote Democrat, and yeah. they're generally decent people. I understand that. But <laughs> I'm just saying the party as an organization yeah. is um, well, you know, fueling hatred. Yeah, I mean, the Kamala and Joe, the party wouldn't come out and condemn the protesting until oh. uh, late August when all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, people don't actually like this. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, and they condemned it for, what, three days? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can go out and protest, but you can't go to a football game, so... Yeah, you can't go to church. Uh, yeah. That's a shame. Just a shame. Uh, so, yeah, uh, why don't we wrap it up with some lighter things as we're heading up to 20 minutes. Tommy Lee Jones and Al Gore were roommates. <laughs> Where'd you find that out, by the way? I was watching a Tommy Lee Jones movie. It was a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> it actually had Must John Goodman in it, so I was really excited because I, I like those oh, two actors. Yeah, isn't he like in New Orleans or yeah. something? Yeah. The Electric Mist. Yeah. I I think I was drinking while watching it. Oh, I well, you would need alcohol to get through that one. Oh, that bad, huh? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting, but it, it just doesn't makes sense like it goes from a to b to z oh, yeah, it's yeah. just like a weird thing he talks to a confederate general and is hallucinating but maybe it's real it's just very uh, weird stuff yeah okay i do guess i don't remember much about it yeah, it does seem weird <laughs> but yeah they were college roommates at harvard i guess <laughs> um, Lee jones went to harvard that's hard to believe <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was uh i guess what would you say his most famous role was two-face and batman uh, I'd say probably uh, the fugitive. Okay. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I mean, he's just... Yeah, I'd say that's probably one of his lesser roles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, well... <laughs> Interestingly enough, in that movie, The Electric Mist, John Goodman is in it, and again, he's is in a bathing suit. Oh. I mean, it's kind of funny that a couple movies I've seen him in lately have all involved him not really wearing clothes. Yeah, if there's somebody that needs to wear clothes. <laughs> Probably a robe, frankly. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a, he's a big man, so... He's lost quite a bit of weight, but yeah. probably not in those roles. He had him. He was still pretty fat. Yeah. I can't believe he's still alive. I really can't. Yeah, he's had a couple heart attacks, right? I know that he had one in Roseanne on the show. <laughs> I don't know if he's had one in real life. Oh, okay. I thought that was. I thought it was. It was in the show because it actually happened. No, I don't think so. I think it was just something that okay. maybe the writers were trying to come up with a way of making him think about his health more. <laughs> Intense, John. <laughs> yeah. This is what your future is going to look like. <laughs> I remember when that, I don't know what year it was, but I remember that was a big storyline. It was advertised on TV, that episode of Roseanne. Like, that was big television. Oh, really? At least oh. from what I remember. Yeah, well, that that was what the late nineties, mid nineties, the late nineties. Yeah, I don't. I remember the rerun. I don't remember the. Yeah. Well, it was hot shit. <laughs> yeah, I I, <laughs> I liked it for a time. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. Well, I think that's going to be about it today. I <laughs> How did we end up on Roseanne? <laughs> you never know where the podcast will go. That's right. <laughs> oh, and one final thing. Uh, for those of you who listened to our uh, Jehovah Witnesses podcast, mm-hmm. we had a comment, and the comment was that we badly misrepresented what the Jehovah Witnesses believe. And uh, for that person who's listening, I don't think they put a real name on there. They wants to debate us. And our answer is no, just like Joe Biden. <laughs> We're not going to show up for that debate. So. I, I mean, I, I don't mind, um, you know, over the phone. I don't really want them to know where we, where we live. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind, but that's up to you. You run the podcast, so... <laughs> Yeah, we're staying in our basement for that one. So. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, folks, we'll see you next time. <laughs>